This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. I'm Jared Freed. How are you, Jordana? I mean, we have a very special guest. We're very excited, right? We do. I'm very excited. I kind of talked about this a little bit on our Wednesday episode, but Betches has just launched their newest podcast, Money Please, and I'm so excited to have the host of Money Please, Berna Anat, with us today to talk about a question that we get a lot and I get a lot. Um, and so I'm excited to have an, an expert here talking about finances and relationships. It's like kind of a taboo subject. So I'm excited to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about on to talk with us today. Welcome, Berna. Thank you so much. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. It's my birthday yesterday. I'm feeling very spicy today. So I'm just ready to. Happy just birthday. Thank you. Thank, I feel like I've now the whole betches, all the listeners are like, we get it. You're a double Scorpio. Very annoying. Move on. What, what is a double Scorpio? So I barely know. And this is very bad Scorpio of me. But it means that like there are three specific kind of like sign features. Like you could be like an Aquarius in this and a this in your sun and a this in your moon. Two of mine are Scorpio. That's all that means. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you just have more, you're, you're more, all the qualities of a Scorpio, just bolder. Basically times two. Yeah, exactly. It's Scorpio yeah. and then bolded and italicized, basically. That's okay. how Scorpio I am, which well, it means a lot of different things. But it means I love to talk about relationships. Well, we love that. And we're excited to have you. Berna, tell us what your sitch is before we get to the financials of it. What is yes. your dating life like? You're coming to us from San Francisco. We know mm -hmm. we have tons of listeners in San Francisco who, oh, I remember we, we got a very, a, a very, uh, a, a quote, a memorable quote from the San Francisco people, yes. uh, the women there was the, the, um, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Goods are odd. Yeah. Yes. That was a very San Francisco quote where there's a lot of men there. But there are a lot of oddball dudes. So I'm, what is your, uh, how, speak to that and your situation personally. Yes, absolutely. San Francisco, AKA Man Francisco. A lot of them, <laughs> not a lot of us, if you're into the heterosexual situations. Man Francisco is very much a thing. My situation is, I'm not even looking at the man or the San about it because I just got out of a very long relationship, five and a half year relationship. Oh, wow. And so I am newly single but I am not mangling yet. Um, I'm, you know, it's, but it was very amicable, very goop, very conscious and coupling. I literally talked to him this morning to be like, I'm gonna talk about you on a podcast. Is that cool? He's like, great. See you for dog sitting on Thursday. Like we're very- Do you share a dog? Uh, yes. Okay. okay. I will say the dog was very much my drive. I was like, I want the dog. We're getting a dog. He's like, cool. And I'm like, we're moving so we can get a dog. He's like, cool. So when the breaking up was happening, I was like, we are in agreement. This is my dog. Yes. He was like, this is your dog. So, okay. My puppy. Bert, I have a question. So let's say you like meet someone else, get married, have a family. Are you yes. still going to be sharing the dog with this ex of yours? Oh, no. I mean, we're not, we're not co-parenting this dog. It's every now and then my ex kind of misses my dog, Gil, and I need to go out for a net, whatever. I'm always looking for dog sitters. So he comes and takes care of the dog. He's like a, he's like oh. a dog uncle. 
Got Does it. it okay. ever, I mean, I mean, not joint custody, not joint custody. That's my baby. Got it. Does it ever feel like when he says I miss the dog, he kind of misses you? Well, Does it ever feel bit. like that? A little bit, a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> it's a little bit. You know, we're, it's still like the breakup itself is still a little bit fresh. It was this summer sure. and we're together for five and a half years. And so there's still a little bit of the we need to do a very specific dance of like being in touch, but not all the way in touch and mm-hmm. giving each other updates, but not all the updates. Uh, it's very interesting to navigate that dance. Can you speak to, and I guess, again, we'll get into the financial stuff very soon. Can you talk about like perhaps why it ended? Because I've never heard of a breakup that was so amicable and uh, mature. So I'm yes. assuming the, the breakup, there was nothing terrible done. No, it was not. It was very not in my 20s anymore of me. You know, it was like there was no explosive. Somebody cheated. Somebody. Blah. It was very much a like besties who realize that they want different things. Have we talked? I'm not sure if y'all have, I'm sure have explored attachment theories. Yeah, we've talked about that like that in, um, yes. on this podcast before. And, you know, the book yes. attached and all that. Yeah. Yes, of course. So attachment theories. We basically found out that our attachment styles started to not be cool with each other. They started to sort of fight. Um, his is a little more like basically he would scoot to be closer and I was like I need my independence and it was like always this sort of chasing thing that's probably the main thing there are lots of other little ways but it's your classic grew apart very much to love each other very much to want to be friends and ground like I I think he's going to be coming to our Thanksgiving family bar crawl this year like we're all still very close Um, but it's it's good it's it was like a but because of that it also was like heavier the breakup itself because it wasn't like i'm gonna flip tables and i'm gonna flip you off and i hope i don't want to burn your crotch off whatever like it wasn't like that because we were so loving and like careful and slow it was also very heavy there was couples therapy there was you know scorpio pisces were very like emotionally so it was a very it was it was slow i guess it sounds like it's like moving on from a place of life a phase as opposed to A person, you're like, you're basically like, okay, this is it. We're literally moving to another mm-hmm. place of life. You know, it's yes. a, I can understand where it feels like that, where that's heavier and that's like tearful goodbye, Dawson's Creek, you know, yes. type of goodbye. Metaphors. We're talking about the dog, but we're not really talking about the dog. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, we're saying goodbye to each other and the dog is the vehicle. Very interesting thing. Um, but because it was such a like, let's do this extremely consciously and be really loving about it, it was, it was a heavier breakup, but also then the, the aftermath is not as scary, I think, for speaking for myself. It's been a lot more like relief and healing and you know, See, this is, it's, it's, I don't want to make any assumptions. We just met Berna, but I, it is funny to me that when I asked about the dog, you say, well, he kind of misses me a little. That's why he comes to the dog a little bit. To me, this sounds like a breakup is so much healthier when it's the woman who wants to end it with the guy. Like, like, right. Like, you know, and I, I, I yes. I'm saying that jokingly, but like, you're like, we had, we had talks, and it was great, and there was wine and tears, and we're all good. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know, because I, I, right. I, I've if been through breakups decision. myself. <laughs> he blindsided yeah. me, and he oh, would. Yeah. But I also think men leave in a different way. Like men end mm. things in a different way that aren't as explained and thought out mm-hmm. and nuanced. And so I think I'm not just bl- there's no blame going on. I'm just saying it's just like a difference of how you leave through the front door. Yes, very much. And like, let's make sure we're both cleaning up the house, and let's say let's have a ceremony to say goodbye to the house. You know, it was very, yes. 
very This is very thorough. Like, this is a a beautifully thorough breakup, it sounds like. So thorough. So thorough that there were definitely moments where I was like, I wish one of us had flipped a table or cheated on somebody. (laughs) Because that just would have been easier. Then it would have been like, well, then fuck it. I'm going to go get drunk with my friends. Like, I know know that breakup. This breakup was like, we're both going through the school of like, are we adults now? Is this how healthy, therapized, healed adults or healing adults break up? Which was wonderful. And also like, oh, kind of made me miss my Carrie Underwood days of just like, fuck your car. Right. Well, Not that I ever Those are a lot better every- for the highs and lows, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're more sexy, more dramatic. And, this was sure. and you're more 100, now you're more 100%. They, those are more 100%. You're like, asshole, piece of shit, mm-hmm. I'm out. This right is them great person. Yes. I love them, but I don't yes. love them. I yes. need them, but I don't want them. Yes. It's a very kumbaya you know, situation. It's kumbaya. Tough. I mean, we both, one of the reasons that I, we met on Bumble, and one of the mm. reasons that I uh, swiped on him was because I worked for the YMCA for a while. I'm very teen programming, super camp counselor, and he mm. worked for the YMCA in his profile, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know how this is going to go down. Swipe, bitch. <laughs> love, love me a youth programmer. And so our entire <laughs> yeah. relationship so was specific. very, oh, so specific. I have such a type. It's sickening. Youth but programmer. our entire yes youth yes. just youth programs people who work at camps oh d- don't even get me started and i'm not dating yeah. right now but i'm getting excited just thinking about it um, <laughs> our relationship was very like let's talk about our feelings let's open up me and you against the problem not against each other like it, it was gross honestly and so yeah it but it was loving super loving you're looking for someone to take that rainbow tent and bellow it up to the sky and oh run my underneath. god yeah. exactly and then get the, those little things that we skated on with the wheels where you should have broken your fingers off i want them to push me around on one of those you know dollies, i want to yeah i want to yeah i want to hit each other with pool noodles like that's what i want to be doing for the rest of my <laughs> life and that the relationship was very much like that for a long time so then the breakup itself was very on brand for us and mm. laughing and stuff. I mean, this literally this morning, I was like, I'm going to talk about it. Is that cool? And he's like, love it. Whatever. I'm sure he'll be, he's listening. And hello. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hey, see you for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop Shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products and it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. I guess that sort of leads me to my next question, which leads us into the topic for today about like finances. So if you're with someone for five and a half years, like how do you uncouple your finances or were they ever coupled to be like, what's your stance on the way couples should share finances? Yeah. And, yeah. and like, and what, and when did, when did that happen? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, man. Uh, how do we get, how do we get into it and how do you get out of it? I think that's a good yes. way to go through that. I'm so glad you asked that because me and my ex, our finances, I mean, the whole, he was a big part of actually my sort of like career becoming a financial, I don't necessarily call myself a financial expert. I'm more just like financial bestie obsessed translator kind of person. And I bring you the experts. Uh, I just like to talk about it and like beep, 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 beep. But when we met, we it was maybe like date three or four that I was like, okay, this is me in the very beginning of my trying to figure out how to get rid of my $50,000 in debt journey. And I was like, I got a lot of debt. I'm going to be open and transparent about it with you. I was like, I have $38,000 in student loans and $12,000 in credit card loans. What's up? I remember we were at Little Star Pizza in San Francisco. And I was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And if he's not into it and he doesn't like it, then this is not the person for me because I'm I'm a financially woke bitch now. Like th this is mm. the first this is the energy I need to bring in right away. He was like, oh, amazing. I have twenty thousand dollars in student loans and I work for the YMCA. Like I'm fucked, too. <laughs> he was like, I am also fucked. Yeah. And then we agreed in that moment, like that date. It was a very 
it was one of those like we meet each other and then I want to see you tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow kind of connections. Mm. We were like, oh my God, what if you and I dedicate ourselves to paying off all of our debt and then together we do some crazy shit like we quit our jobs and we travel for a while. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's make out. And that's exactly what happened. Probably it took us about two years, two and a half years. But we both kind of tracked each other's student loan payoff goals. We did a whole bunch of stuff together, lots of like financial experiments to motivate each other to pay it off. And then we paid our student loans off at the same time. And then we quit our jobs at the same time. And then we traveled for all of 2018, just like backpacked into the millennial ass thing. And so we had combined our finances probably around when we both paid off our student loans and we realized we need to have a joint savings account for this big travel quit life adventure. That's when we were like, okay, once we stop paying off our student loans, let's not like put that energy away. Whatever we were just paying for our student loans, now every two weeks, let's put it into this joint savings account and Charles Schwab because we both banked with Charles Schwab. That's where it did you Did you both finish off your debt at the same time? How did the timing work out with that? Yes, we finished off our debt at the same time, but because I had more debt, he sort of like held off on that final payment until I think it was August of 2017. Um, I was like, wait, I know that my final payment's coming this day. He was like, cool, I'm going to just like keep throwing the minimum until mm -hmm. we both have our same, like we literally have it on video, the night, the moment. And we're also, we were living with my family for a year at the time because we're like, we got to get real serious and San Francisco rent fucking sucks. So mm -hmm. let's live with my family because the whole time, I'm Filipino-American, daughter of immigrants. The whole time I'm living in my own apartment in San Francisco, my family are like, are you dumb? Like, get your ass over here. Please come mm. live with us. And I was like, no, I'm independent. Please, like, secure attachment. Um, but then when we decided to really aggressively pay down our debt, we're like, all right, let's go live with my family. And so I have video of us sitting on my mom's couch, literally being like, you click, start crying. I click, start crying. Um, so it was just like, Phew. Well, in the background, the you can hear my mom. Mm -hmm. We both paid off our student loans. And you can hear my mom being like, take a picture in the background. Mm. Wow. Dramatic. This is yeah. like the well, financial I, version of a simultaneous orgasm. It, re <laughs> it really was a financial <laughs> orgasm. We both came at the same time, which was like it had to be coordinated. Right. It took a lot of effort. This is a lot of parallels yeah. between money and sex. It takes work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it sounded, you know, uh, uh, it was, this is a big life moment for both of you. But it's like you guys worked together on a hobby. You guys had a hobby that you we're doing yes. together. It was like, it's kind of like being, you know, it, it, it is very sweet, you know, yes. like I can understand how you would get to know each other better because this is something that's being done together. But you know what I mean? Like it's, yes, it's very nice. There's a goal in mind. Yes. And it was, it was the most wonderful, like now having gone through that and I, I want to be in a relationship again someday. And I'm like, that was some sort of, that was like an Olympic test for us to be building up to this goal and like supporting each other through this goal. And then, and I'm sure you'll know about this, then the year of traveling itself was its whole other Olympic challenge. But it mm. was so much like, ooh, this is team building right here. Like this is like, we're coordinating. And because we had a specific goal, the finance conversation was a lot easier. It wasn't just like, let's combine our finances and just like now argue over who's gonna pay for brunch. It was like, no, we have a goal. First goal is paying off our student loans separately. Second goal, getting to $36,000 in our joint savings before we quit our jobs. How mm. are we going to do that? I worked in tech at the time. He worked in nonprofits. How are we going to balance these things? Like, how are we going to have an open conversation about that? That always makes it a lot easier. Like, mm -hmm. the specific goal always makes it a lot easier than just like, I guess we should share our money. Wee! Without, right. without direction. I mean, that's probably the more relatable you know, direction for like when we talk about on this podcast, like what yeah. you did is fantastic. Like getting to 36,000, that almost makes it 
less emotional. It's like a math problem. Like you put in this much, I put in that much. Also, the the fun of spending it, you know, on a worldwide vacation that you guys are taking or a trip, you know, that's a puzzle. That's a that's a that's not that's not that's a emotional puzzle, but it's still there's a finite amount of money. We have, you know, this much time. How does it fit into what buckets do we put a dot you know, how does the dollar fit into you know, mm-hmm. however many travel, stay, food, you know, yes. whatever buckets. But how would you suggest, like, you know, what what were, like, the good, you know, the good parts of, like, doing, like, if there's someone out there, the two people get together, they have no debt. Like, you have two mm. people that get together and they go, I don't, you know. Um, there's nothing to I'm work just, towards. There's nothing to work towards. We're just working mm. towards kind of, like, a baby Becoming, that we might not have, you know, like, living, I don't know, like <laughs> existing? living yeah, retiring. I don't know. Because a wedding, I, I don't think a, a wedding. wedding, like, like, I don't know how people, th- we, we're kind of open to like, some people think they're going to be working until the day they die, like that sure. are around our age. And that is a, I understand that feeling because I think that's a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are uh, around our, you know, generation think that retirement's even a possibility. So they're just saving yeah. towards this, comfortability of working on their own schedule how do you how do you figure that out with a partner oh my gosh well in the very beginning i say you have to pick a goal something small literally like we're going to outside lands next year or something we're going to coachella we want to go to santorini a vacation and then i mean the way that me me and my ex did it was like okay well let's do some research about what is that number then we need to hit inside of the Mm. bank account if we're talking about it's a five-day vacation to santorini what do people, and now there are like blogs on blogs on blogs of people being like, I went to Santorini for five days with my boyfriend. Here's exactly what we spent. You can mm. just average out like people. The wonderful thing about the personal finance world is people are so effing transparent and just pull up the receipts on all the things. So you can literally pull up like that couple did the same exact thing in the same exact timeline. This is how much they used. You could just build a budget from there. And then you work backwards and like, all right, well, we want to do that in a year. Let's divide it into 12 months. This is how much we need to be saving every single month. Great. So we have like a savings bill together. We have to meet this bill. We want to see this amount deposited in the thing every month. What does that mean then? You know, it's like you need to have something very specific. So it's you're never, what you want to avoid is having the emotional like reaction to money right away. You want to build towards a goal specifically and that facilitates the conversation. Right. So when when you and your boyfriend broke up then, how did you uncouple your finances from each other uh yeah that's actually we're still in the process of uncoupling our finances because what we have was what we had was our big travel savings and then that just sort of turned and when we got back from traveling it turned into now just like joint uh life savings like it was just like let's just keep this little baby emergency savings we each have our separate emergency savings but now let's just keep this baby emergency savings since we live together for if something crazy happens in the apartment or we lose our deposit or something like that. And then we also opened up a separate savings specifically for the dog. We both decided to have a dog, like build a dog savings before I adopted Dear Gil. Um, we worked towards that together. And then we had a separate che- a checking account for our bills, rent and utilities and things right. like that. And so right now we are in the process of making our joint accounts single accounts. Um, but a couple of them we've just left because we're still paying car insurance together. We had both had cars. Um, it's it's been slow but surprisingly easy. It's we've only kept it to again because each of these accounts were for specific reasons. It wasn't sticky about like well then whose dollar is what and how did that work? These are accounts that were always actively being managed for a reason. 
So you're I just going to like this split is... them. Yes, basically. Were, were you putting were you putting in evenly for the whole yes, time so for every account? For specific things. So when we were saving for our travel savings, we were not putting in evenly because I was making Instagram tech money and he was making YMCA mm. money. And so I was we basically just came to an agreement. I was like, I can afford to put in this much. You can afford to put in that much. Great. Like that's what it is. We didn't do some people do like percentages of like, well, you make this much money and I make this much money. And so in terms of percentages, this is what we can contribute. Um, we sort of just split it up to like, this is what's comfortable for my budget. This is what's comfortable for my budget. And we felt okay with it and then went for it. I think this is like such good advice. This is stuff I would never think of and never do, <laughs> but I'm hearing it and it makes so much sense because yes. the thing you don't think about with finances and savings is you can open up as many savings accounts as you want. I've never even thought of that. You can open up one for a dog to be like, this is what where we pay for the dog stuff from. This is where we pay yep. for the travel stuff from. It is, and the percentages thing is a good option just because you totally. didn't do it. You know, I think that's a fair option that makes it so you feel like it's an equal thing you're on an equal playing field with the person. Like the, the fact that you guys are going to split up these accounts, it's easy because you made it easier going in. You were, there was an understanding that it was equal or it was percentage based or that it was these, this is an equal account. So going out, it's just 50, 50, like it's just over at that point. But I just like the idea of like practice, like these are all practice rounds. Like exactly. even if you were like to say to your, like if you're in a relationship right now, you've been together two years, you haven't broached the topic of a vacation or of finances. Just generally you say, hey, I'd like to do a vacation that we both save for together. Would you like to do that with me? Now you're exactly. in the topic without being in the topic. Like I think yeah. that's like makes it easier on everyone. Exactly. I also think these are just like the less sexy parts of mm -hmm. like building a long-term committed stable relationship, which are not, it's not fun to have a monthly finance meeting. That's not like a sexy thing. <laughs> but, but it can be. It can be. It, it, we get, that's, we, we yeah, made if it's about San Tropez, you know, like gets a little yes. sexier. So if you're like, hey, we want we're working towards 15 grand or whatever that number is, like yes. where do we stand? How do we get there? What percentage of you, what percent you know, what percentage are we gonna go of our monthly savings that are that we're able to do? Like, yeah. but I just I think these are all like good test runs. You're gonna see how this person reacts right. to these conversations right. when it's and it's yeah. not about a baby like you, you i don't want to be talking about a baby with someone i've been with two years you yeah. know like you work I, you from know, where a, you're at like you yeah. don't want to just jump right into it i think that's we carry so much financial shame literally from like ages like when you were conscious to conscious to now and so mm -hmm. to talk about money with someone you're in a relationship with especially a new relationship with you're just like this is so much this is a very big conversation and so go slow like dip your toe into something that you're actually going to do literally i really love to encourage folks especially folks who are dating kind of new dating start a date fund and that could either be date fund separately like me and my ex we both had separate date funds we just like categorized part of our budget we literally had separate checking accounts for our date mm. funds and when we were doing our budgeting separately, we'd put certain amounts of money into our date fund. So when we wanted to go out, we'd be like, okay, so whose date fund got this? It wasn't, do you have it or do I have it? Who pays more, whatever. It's like, oh, actually, I have money in my date fund right now. I got this. Or no, you got it from your date fund last time. I got this. And so when somebody, I was like, oh, I have nothing in my date fund. It wasn't, I don't want to cover you and I don't love you. It's, oh, I ran out of my date fund because we went ham on Thai food last week. So 
Mm. Let's your turn now. Or like, oh, we we're both out of date fund. Oh, that's fine. Then we get creative. You know, like it takes so much emotion and personal attachment out of the conversation about money, which is really good. And of course, further along, you might have a personal conversation about money and your financial traumas and all of that. But start small, start easy, start with small goals. And then to hit them together is hot. Like it is sexy. It was, we had monthly sit downs on our couch. We're just like, okay, it's budgeting time. Like you bring your stuff. I bring my stuff. We'll drink. We usually drink. We like watch The Office. I have a very specific budgeting playlist. Like it was a moment. It could be really fun. <laughs> Name one well, song it- on your budgeting playlist. <laughs> I was just listening to uh, Cash Machine. Literally, I, I like to dance around my apartment a lot. I was just listening to Cash Machine by Dram. It's like, I ain't talking to you broke bitches. I got money now. It's <laughs> just like, fuck yeah. Um, there's a lot of sexy money songs. And if you look up actually Hey Berna on Spotify, my uh, budgeting jams playlist comes up. There's some some sexy shit there, on there. I love there that. There it is. We got to put it in the description of this episode. Um, but I I just think it's so interesting because also like if you're dating someone with a lot of savings and you don't have the amount of savings, it gets you to start together at zero. You exactly. started the video game together. Like that's kind of nice and sweet and fun, and doesn't and kind of changes the dynamic of how things get disgust i think like i I don't know i think all of this sounds very healthy and stuff that like someone i know someone listening they're like this isn't for me that's fine and there's someone listening being like oh these are good ideas these are problem solving solutions summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. 
Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. I think we should read the email because I think this is like a, a thing that the kind of question that we get a lot about uh, sure. finances and relationships. So I'd love to hear your take as someone who's very financially responsible. <laughs> I you, try. Uh, I try. You want me to read it, Jordana? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you read it? Okay. Um, why doesn't he want to start saving with me? My boyfriend and I had a discussion that is weighing on my mind. Background. We've been together two and a half years, lived together, and have a seven-year age gap, me older. He knew from the start that I wanted to be engaged within five-ish years of starting a relationship, a.k.a. I'm done fucking around. Okay? Mm -hmm. Hot. Yeah. We've talked several times about what our goals for the future are, marriage, children, buying a home, et cetera, and I've brought up a mutual savings account a couple times. My suggestion was this. Open a mutual savings account where we have a small amount automatically transferred into our save for the future. What exactly we'd use the money for is entirely flexible. If we broke up, it's it's split 50-50 since we'd be contributing equally. During an unrelated conversation today, he said there was, quote unquote, nothing we were saving for in the near future. I said, nothing? There's nothing to save for in our near future? Obviously thinking of an engagement ring, which has also been discussed. The conversation again went to the idea of mutual savings for things in the far future, home, wedding, etc. His response is always along the lines of, yeah, that's a really good idea, but never leads to, yeah, let's do it. I prodded a bit more this time, and he finally said, I just don't want to combine our finances. I clarified what I was suggesting because it's not as if I'm suggesting we combine our checkings accounts and try to reframe it as fa- as a favor we'd be doing for our future selves. He again mm-hmm. said that it would just not happen. As a side note, the amount would be not an issue for either of us. He couldn't really clarify any future any further on why he didn't want to do this, only adding that he's not future very future oriented. <laughs> oh, something all yum. women love to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, "Ooh, that's I'm aroused. Great. Love it. Love it." And <laughs> it's just flags. And, and some comment about how we couldn't buy anything in this housing market anyway. Okay, <laughs> oh. the economy, okay. I told him that I felt this meant we had an expiration date or maybe he didn't trust me not to oh. touch it. 
He tried to reassure me, said he does see a future with me and that it doesn't mean anything, but it does mean something to me. I felt that I finally found a person that I'd build a future with and starting to set aside a little money so that years from now we'd feel a little bit better off as, as, as a smart move. Of note, maybe our different upbringings. I grew up poor. Mm. He grew up upper middle class. Is this too much to ask of a two and a half year relationship given the background? What do I make of his response? I have to imagine the answer is more complex than men don't think more than five minutes into the future. <laughs> Interested in hearing your thoughts. Thank you. So, Berna. Holy cannoli frijoles. There's so much to unpack there. And I'm like, Berna, you're not a relationship expert. Don't start cheese me saying, <laughs> don't start gossiping, don't don't project, don't judge. Bruno, right? This is the this is the podcast of talking out of your ass. You're fine. Whatever okay, you, your really your, like your advice is is as good just as ours. Just as good as so. ours. Yeah. yeah. My God. I mean, just I was it was a roller coaster. It was literally the Incredit Coaster at California Adventure of like financial, <laughs> emotional situations because <laughs> financial. I was like you know, I was like, because there's, it was up and then it was down and then they had the talk and she's like, fuck this guy. Like, there's so much happening there. And the number, the banner that kind of came over my head as you were describing what was happening is the word trust. Like, there is a lot of trust that has to happen when two people combine their finances in any way. You're basically asking, do I trust you to have access to a place where I put my money? Do I trust that you're not going to like run screaming and like take my money from me or be weird? And it, it all comes, everything about money comes down to emotions and like are honestly like financial trauma. This is something we talk about in an episode of Money, Please this season is financial trauma, financial therapy. Clearly, you and like both people, like this person and their partner have feelings about money. And it seems like the dude has like a lot of feelings, like closeted, held back feelings. He's not feeling flexible and cool about money or I don't, I don't know how he feels about the relationship. He's clearly not feeling flexible and cool about money might be using money as the vehicle to like tell you where he stands in this relationship. That's a flag, uh, something you might want to explore with him. But really, he might also just have this connection to money that makes him go, <gasps> you know, maybe something happened in his past or your past to make, oh, we're talking about money. Oh, no. Something might have happened where like in your family, you talked about money and something crazy happened, something tragic happened, something dramatic happened. It could mean so many things. That's the thing about financial trauma. It's exactly like any other relationship trauma any other human trauma. It makes us do crazy shit later, basically. It could be that this guy is like, I actually am very committed to you. What he's not saying is like, money is hella triggering for me. And when we talk about money, I want to run screaming no matter who you are. It could be that. I would say like, working from the like, I only get a little baby Polaroid picture of your relationship. I would say it would be good to try one tiny goal. A small goal because maybe the conversation about let's open up a savings hmm, 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 because we have a future hmm, hmm, like <laughs> might have been a little much for homeboy you could feel however you want about that but I would say attempt a smaller goal because when you attempt the specific goal then you don't have to be like okay so trauma like what is your trauma before we open this joint checking account at Ally Bank for 0.5% interest like you don't have to get into that you get to the small stuff first and the trauma a lot of the times will unveil itself or come down. If he doesn't even want to save for like, hey, I'm trying to go like stay at a Holiday Inn for one night with you next month. Like let's together save $100. If he's not down with that, then there's deeper things involved for sure. That's those are my initial right. thoughts. I think those that was really, really good. I think that was like a, the, the perfect analysis of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and I think 
that's like the, your suggestion is a great way to see again to sort of because like I agree with you it's hard to tease out is this about his feeling towards a relationship or is it about his feeling towards money and I right. think your way is a good way to test that because if yeah. it's like here's a really small amount that we're talking about in the very near future which doesn't tie you to me for years or yeah in babies like, or and rings. contracts in, yeah. in in ways then it's probably about the money yes probably um, Right. I would think like this is the thing. It's like there are also like financial therapists out there who can help you calm this out. There are obviously couples therapists who can help you calm this out. I don't know if you want to get that deep. I would say the absolute cheapest way is to be like, I got a little baby goal. How about we do the little baby goal? And if that triggers things, then OK, all right, you might need bigger help. Yeah, it, it's I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I, I Berna, you the small goals, I think, will reveal everything. I do think this guy, I think it's easier to say, I want to be married in five-ish years and it's hard to like start saving towards it. Mm-hmm. It sounds, to me, there's more relationship wrong than maybe she's admitting. Um, like if he won't even start the conversation, then you've put his, you know, like you've asked him to write a check and he won't do it. You know, yeah. like on your relationship. I think the small goals is like the greatest way to go just as far as like, let's see how he does with saving in general. I would also say from like the guy's point of view, like just the way guys like to feel like they're in control of their money, but never have to explain it. Like I, yeah, I, I think like, yeah. I, I just think he's like his connection to his worth and where he is in yeah. society and his ability to save. Like, I don't know. She never says how much they make and he's right. seven years younger. So I would assume... He's right. at a lesser career position than her. And he's probably worried of revealing where he stands yes. in life. And maybe he has I, hella debt and is insecure about it. You never know. Totally. Like just saying we should save, you know, and also I know from the way people think about money, they, you know, rich is different to everybody. And mm-hmm. when you say savings, it's different to everybody. I, I remember I used to do, I, I would do, I sold life insurance and annuities. I used to do financial planning for people and the, the mm-hmm. questions. And when you'd sit with people, you'd start with a, a questioning about their lives. And the way people yeah. answered questions was so ridiculously weird. Just like Berna saying, like people get <laughs> so emotional. You'd so meet people weird. that you'd be like, so how much do you spend on a monthly basis? And they'd be like, I don't know. And then you'd have other people that were like, I spend this exact amount. You had other people that you'd say, you know, how much you, how much could you save on a monthly basis? And then they'd be like, well, I only save my bonus. And you'd be like, well, what was last year's bonus? And they'd be like, $500,000. And you'd be like, well, mm. did you save that $500,000? They'd be like, well, no, we bought a house. And you'd be like, well, so you don't save five. You know, like everyone, yeah. it's like people talk about finances the way they talk about being in shape and healthy. You know, mm. like we make these assumptions. You're like, yeah. oh, I, you know, like, oh, oh, I drink Diet Coke, so I'm being healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where yeah, it's but like, but how Diet much Coke water? 10 times a day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, are you drinking any water? Are you, you know, like our relation to health and wellness is very similar to our emotional relationship to money and stuff. So yeah. I think she's got to start way smaller than she's doing, even yeah. starting at how much do you make a year? Like if yeah. like, do you all know like, about that? It's a very important question to share inside of a relationship. And that's like, I mean, that really that's going for the like, boom, let's go to the triggers. Like if you mm-hmm. can't admit to me how much you make a year or if you can't admit to me how much debt you have, 
Woo, then we got to we got to walk some things back because yeah. that's when people will start to go <gasps> scarcity or like shame. I don't want to show you all my shame. Right. Or I don't want to show you all my skeletons in the closet and all that stuff. Money is so connected to our emotions like that. Totally. And it also might be, I think, for this woman that as she's like exploring these conversations, she might find that she and her partner are on a completely different page. Totally. And maybe that's not going to be good for a long... If she's seven years older and has wants to start planning for a future and is taking maybe these things more seriously, like she mm-hmm. has to decide how much she's willing to have a despair, like a like how far apart they are on that. Can they come somewhere in the middle? Because if he's like, I'm not even thinking about saving at all. Like I'm just yeah. worried about paying for dinner next week. And she's like, I want to buy a, I want to engage a ring in the next Ooh. two years. It's kind of like, you might just be on different pages of your relationship in general. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the way, I feel like there was something in the letter where he was like, it's a non-starter or like, we're not even going to talk about it. That's, Ooh, to me personally, like, I just don't want to like do it. Yeah. I just don't, just don't want to combine our finances. Yeah, that's what it is. Like uh, as a, as a as a self proclaimed finance hoe, that's a flag, big flag to me, <laughs> because money's not going anywhere. Two people in a relationship, several people in a relationship, you will deal with money together every day, all day long for the rest of your relationship. And so, if it's an immediate like, no, fuck, no, we're never gonna do it. Uh, I'm like, Whoa, then. That's, maybe, that's really stunting to me. And maybe if she starts at, hey, I just want to let you know I'm saving mm. this much a month or I sure. do this for my own finances. And then it invites vulnerability, invites vulnerability. Like you want to like I do like, listen, and again, these are easier for us to say than to do. Like I, I yeah. don't envy these conversations. That's why I loved in the beginning, Bernie, you talking about you know, the the dog savings account that went yes. to the dog. Like, yes. okay, that is a, that's an edible journey for uh-huh. me. Yes. It's kind of like when you're talking about issues when you're driving with somebody in the car as opposed to staring at them on a couch. You know, when you're like driving, you're on a road trip, you find that it's a little easier to talk to somebody because one of you, like you're, maybe you're both focused on a goal or one of you is driving, you're not looking at each other. Sometimes I find it's easier to have emotional conversations when you're just sitting in a car. Because it's not ding, 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 I look into my eyes and feel my feelings. Um, having a goal is kind of like that, of just like, you know, we're on the way to the party in a, in a car. We're trying to go somewhere. We might end up talking about something emotional because it's just easier because we're both focused on a goal. That's what it's mm. like to have a dog savings. And we have a dog savings. The conversation about what each other makes and how we feel about money came naturally, but is all focused on getting a dog or going to Santorini, or da-da-da. Like, you focus it elsewhere so the heat isn't so hot on each other. Like, it could be that this guy is like, it's too much, it's too much of a spotlight on me. I need it, we need to talk about uh, saving for the next Costco trip or something. It could It could work like that. But I, I agree with you also, Jordan. I'm like, ooh, he sounds, he sounds like, I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about the future. I don't, right. The economy, uh, housing. I'd be like, okay, you need to stop. I know, <laughs> I know say, about the economy. Yeah. The minute you start talking about the, the economy, economy and housing, yeah, like that was, <laughs> bitch. That, that, that is like a Am magician showing you his right hand. Yeah, to, blue. Da, yeah. Da, 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 get out of here. I know about the economy. <laughs> stop. Immediately, you sort of show your cards there. So you, there's, there's a soft spot being poked for sure. And so to me, that means, you want to stay in a relationship with this person, we got to go slower, we got to go smaller. But also, personally, for me, I'd be like, <laughs> this is my love language. What do you mm. mean you're not going to save with me or even talk about finances? Like, we got to we gotta slow down. Right. And like you said, that's not something that you can, like, get away with for no. the entire no. relationship. It, it is capitalism. Hello, every day, every hour of our lives, we are dealing with money. 
And then we combine. It's like being in a relationship in general. It's like you're just you're trying to bump uglies, emotional uglies with a person and finances will be part of it. It's going to be messy, of course, uh, because it's a fucked up situation. You got to work through it together. And he's also totally wrong. A dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Like, that's just like the yeah. fact of the matter. Your dollar is going to be worth less tomorrow. So I, I, so for him to be like, well, the housing market ain't good anyways, that doesn't uh, mean okay. not to save. Like, it's like crazy. That's, that's right. like, oh, I really shouldn't go outside. That leaf just fell off a tree and my leg hurts <laughs> and it's Thursday, but it's not Tuesday. Stop. Stop playing yeah. me, sir. This woman's seven years older than you. She's not dumb. Like. She uh, she is obviously she's writing this letter because she'd call you on your bullshit. Like, put it put it down, sir. You're not playing anybody. Totally agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today to talk to us about personal finances and uh, more importantly, finances in a relationship. Where can they find you? Where can the listeners follow you for more financial advice? Where can they listen? Give us the whole rundown. Absolutely. So money, please, just dropped on Tuesday, October 26th. Uh, it is a Betches slash Hayburn a joint. And so we're super, super excited. That's We're going to be breaking down all the things. Budgeting, saving, debt, investing, money in relationships, financial therapy. Ooh, we're like, I love this stuff. I especially love getting into the money plus emotion stuff. So it's this. It's, it's this talk every Tuesday and Thursday starting the 26th of October. Um, and you can find me specifically at Hayburna on Instagram. I do a lot of dancing, a lot of dumb videos. So if you're not down with the way I talk, you're going to hate it there. Um, but if you're down with it, then come find me there. We love dumb. So we're going to definitely be tuning in. <laughs> this, is, this is great. No, it's so, it's so fun to talk about this subject without like the stress of it because it's so stressful. So I think people are going to really love the podcast and get, right invo get involved with Berna immediately. Go, go, go. Yes, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this is my favorite Sex and money, two favorite things. This is a, <laughs> a post-birthday present for me. It really, yeah. it's everything. I don't know if y'all are Office fans, but oh, yeah. you know, sure. Rob, come on, Robert California is like, everything is sex. I'm like, it's true. So is money. He's right. <laughs> and, so. and sex on top of money. Ooh, so what? good. Yeah. Ooh, a little unsanitary. <laughs> so. Might want to put a blanket down, but yes, after that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that sounds great. That's the dream. All right, thank you so much. And we will be back on Wednesday with more You Up. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.